We're up to Daf Lamed Vav Amid Aleph. The last thing we did was Asi Ben Yehuda added that women are not prohibited; they're allowed to They're allowed to shave their to to pull their bald spot. Uh, bold uh, from from morning. There's no iser. What's the reason why there's no iser? What's the makar that it's mutter? Because the pasuk says bonim atem lashem lekeichem bonim vloy bonus. Fine. New gemara. A couple other reasons. Abaya says he has his own interpretation. He doesn't say bonim. He has a different shot. Abaya omar haynitam deisi. This is the reason of deisi. Domer karcha karcha bnei aron. It says by the bnei aron loy simu karcha. And we know that, again, this has to do with yesterday's Gemara. He believes that when the Pasuk starts off in the beginning of Emar, Dabra el Bnei Aaron, that's talking about the entire Parsha is only men and not women. So not just the first halacha of contaminating to the Mesim, but shaving the beard and Karcha, the beginning of Lamed Vav and Medalv. So he, the beginning of Lamed Vav. Hainu time of the Eisi. The Gemara Karcha, Karcha Bnei Aaron. That he says like this, that it says by the parasha, the Kehan and Bnei Aaron, he feels that that's going on the entire paragraph. Everything in that paragraph is men and not women. In there it says, Karcha, um, which means the Isser of making yourself, uh, uh, bolding, whatever, pulling up, making yourself bold, a bold spot from mourning, is only for men and not for women by the Kehanim. So, and so it's basically, this is the flow. We had this a little bit yesterday. The Pasuk, he interprets the Pasuk as Bnei Aaron referring to the entire Parsha, meaning the Pasuk is explicitly saying Asia, uh, daughters of Kehaneses, female Kehanim, are allowed to make themselves bold. How do I know the regular population? That's Karcha, Karcha. Okay, here's the problem. We had this yesterday. If you believe that the Pasuk is referring to the male Kehanim and not the female Kehanim, so you're telling me explicitly in the Pasuk Female kehanim are allowed to make themselves bold. And now, how do I know the regular population from karcha karcha? What do you need? A, what do you need Zereshava for? If it's mutter by the daughters of kehanim, kavachaymer, it's mutter by bas yisrael. So what do you need Zereshava? Meaning, I understand you're telling me that the pasuk explicitly is being matter because that's how you understand bnei aron. The bnei aron is referring to the entire parsha. So that means that you're saying that everything in that paragraph is male and not female, including in that is karcha. So you're telling me explicitly in the Pasuk is that a kehenes is allowed to do the isser of leisasimu karcha be'enechem. Fine, I understand that. How do I know the regular population? Gzereshava. What do you need a gzereshava for? If it's mutter by Abbas Kayin, Kavachayim, it's mutter by Abbas Yisrael. So the Gemara says, Yisfirlon, dechik siv kra b'cholon yanihu dechsiv. What do you need to say for? Taisi kavachaymer, make a kavachaymer, and I'll mean, and I'll make the following argument. If a bas kayin, who it comes from a family that has more kedusha, is allowed to make herself bald, then kavachaymer a bas yisrael. So what do you need to say for? So the Gemara says, ilav gzereshava havamina hipsakayin. I'll tell you why I need the Gzereshav. Because there's two ways to understand the parasha. When it says Bnei Aaron, it's definitely, refer- and again, Bnei Aaron below Benos Aaron. So the Pasuk is definitely talking about males and not females. The question is, what part of the parasha? There's two ways to look at it. You could look at it at Dafka, the first Pasuk, which is talking about Tumah. Only Tumah are, is it the differentiation between male and female. But the rest of the parasha, male and female, are the same. They're both prohibited by Karcha. Or, I could say Bnei Aaron is referring to the entire paragraph. There's two ways to go about it. I need the Gzereshava to be Megala how to understand the parasha. Yes, 
Once I know with 100% certainty that the Pasuk that says B'nai Aaron is referring to the entire paragraph and Abbas Kayan is allowed to make herself bold in mourning, once I know that for sure, of course I would know the general population without a Gzair Shava. I would think of it from a Kavachaymer. But I don't know that that's how to read the Pasuk. There's two ways to read the Pasuk. You could read the Pasuk as men, are in, men and women are included in the Isser or not. So the Gzair Shava is telling you, understand the Parsha in a way that it's B'nai Aaron and not B'nai Aaron on everything. That's why you need the Gzair Shava. It's very similar to what we had yesterday. So the Gemara says, wait a minute. I have a different way to read this Pasuk. Why don't we do this? So basically, what's the flow so far? We're understanding the Pasuk. B'nai Aaron is the entire paragraph is male and not female, which means women, Asia's Kayanim, are allowed to make themselves bold in mourning. And then the Gzair Shava is extending it to the general population. I have a different way to read the Pasuk. I'll do this. I say you read the Pasuk that the only differentiation between men and women is Tuma. When it comes to Karcha, all Kehanes are Aser, and the general population is also Aser. Everyone's Aser. Women also. I, what about the Gzair Shava, which connects the Kehanim to the general population regarding Karcha? I have a different Gzair Shava. Again, the Gzair Shava connects it. So we're understanding that it's saying that Ishes Kahanim are mutter, and then the Gzair Shava makes it the general population women are also mutter. I have a different option. I want to say that all women are Aser. And what's the Gzair Shava? The Gzair Shava is used for something else. It's very similar to what we had yesterday, and that is the Pasuk describes the Isser of making yourself bold by Kahanim, and it says by the general population. And the reason why you need the Gzair Shava is not potentially to say that women are permitted by both. You need the general population to clarify the Isser. You see, by the, by the Kehanim, and by the Kehanim it says, That's between the eyes. It's over here. How do you know that it's not over here? It's on the head. Because by the general population it says, And by the general population it says, That you're doing it for mourning. And how do you know by Kehanim also? Meaning, Kehanim and the general population are sort of half of a puzzle. And you need it together to put it together to get a general picture. It's what we had yesterday with the, with the shaving, you know. That by the, by the general population it said hashchasa. Uh, and by the Kehanim it says giluach. You put it together, it means shaving with a blade. So it's same thing over here. Maybe really women are not allowed to leisasi mukarcha. Aye, so what's the purpose of the Gzair Shava connecting Kehanim to the general population? To clarify what the Isser is. The Gemara says, let's see it inside. Why don't we argue like this? Really, women are not allowed to do karcha. Aye, so what's the Gzair Shava then? If women are not allowed to, then what's the purpose of the Gzair Shava connecting kaihanim regarding karcha to the general population? You need it for the following, Brisa. It says like this. The Pasuk says, you don't make a bold spot on their head. Let's say I make four or five bold spots. How, do, how many lashes do I get? I might think you only get one lashes. The extra hey. I'm sorry, the Pasuk says karcha. The extra word karcha is, is extra to tell you. You have a set of lashes for each bold spot. Keep going. What do you what do you see with the word Baroisham on their head? The Pasuk says by the general Jews, not by the Kahanim. It says by the general Jews not to do karcha bainechem between your eyes. Lemais. Now, how do I know that bainechem is the top of the head? You might think that it's only us to make a bold spot between the eyes, meaning on the scalp. Above the meaning, like, a, like obviously, let's see, you can't make a bold spot between your eyes, there's no hair there. But it means 
maybe only the, the top of the head that's between the eyes, right over here, like the Makamat Tefillin, Menayin L'Rabbis Kol Rosh, how do I know that the entire head is prohibited? So if I pull the ball spot from the back of my head, how do I know that that's also Wasser? Tamalim and Barasham. It says the word by Kehan and Barasham. Now, I only know this is true, that it's a bald spot is prohibited on the entire head by Kehanim. Basically, what you're doing is this Xerah Shava is used for the following. It's telling you that by Kehanim, it's Aser, the whole head, it's Aser, the whole head, and it's also lames, so too by the general population. So basically, you have two halves of the, of the whole picture. It says Bereshan by the general popu- uh, by the Kehanim, it says Beninecha by the, by the general population. You put it together, it means Bereshan. And it says Mace by the general population. It doesn't say Mace by the Kehanim. So it says by Kehanim, it's only us if it's Lames. Basically, you have this Gzereshav is saying like that. So how do you know the Gzereshav is telling you that women are permitted by both? Maybe this is what the Gzereshav is coming for. The Gemara says, The answer is, the extra hay tells you two Gzeri Shavas. Meaning, one Gzeri Shava, if, if the purpose of the Gzeri Shava was just coming to tell you the details of the bald spot, it would say Kerach. The extra hay tells you women are permitted by both. Okay. So you have a second source. Again, AC Ben Yudha says that women are allowed to make themselves bald when it comes to mourning. Yesterday's source was because it says Bonim Atem, Bonim Bonus. Abaya says it's from the Gzer Shava from Kehanim. And Rava says, I knew time of the AC, He says, I'll tell you why, there's a Gzer Shava connecting the word Bene Nechem by bald spot and Bene Nechem by Tfilin. Just like by Tfilin women are potter, so too by the bald spot women are potter. Three sources. Okay. Now the Gemara says, Rava my time in Why does Rava not like Abaya's pshat? He says, Because if you remember the whole Arichas we just had with Abaya, Abaya's basic shtikl is that there's two Gzeir Shavas. One is from the word Karach, and the one is from the extra hay. Rava doesn't see the extra hay as uh, telling you that much, so he doesn't like that. my time Oh, but what's the problem with Rava's pshat? Again, what's Rava's pshat? It says, You shall not make a bold spot, and it says, to put tefillin on, so just like women are exempt from tefillin, so too women, so too women are exempt from karcha. So what is, why does Abayah not like that? Why, I'm sorry, why, yeah, why does, why does Abayah not like that? So Amar Lach, tefillin gufayu mehachig Amar Lach, ma'lalan makam shayisin karcha b'kai v'sharosh, afkan makam anacha b'kai v'sharosh. I'll tell you, you know Abayah says? What, what's Rav's point? Rav's point is, it says Bein Nechem by bold spot, and it says Bein Nechem by tefillin, connecting the two. What halacha? Just like women are exempt, so too women are exempt from tefillin, so too women are exempt from karcha. Abaye doesn't like that. Why? Because Abaye uses the drasha for something else. He says, you know what the drasha is teaching you? How do you know that tefillin is supposed to be at the top of the head? It says, And we all know that the, was it the Karaites, they would put the tefillin over here. So how do I know that you're supposed to fill on the top of your head? So Abayah says it's from this Pasuk. It says, And that's an Israel spot, not in eyes. It's obviously, there's no hair there. So it's obviously the top of the head. So to buy tefillin. So he says, I can't say like Rava that says the connection is to tell you just like women are exempt from tefillin, so the women are karcha. He's saying, no. 
Exactly. He's like, I'm using the Pasuk the opposite. I'm learning Tefillin now from Karcha, not reverse. And therefore, he says, he can't say like uh, like uh, like Rava. Now, this next, next Gemara is a very, very beautiful Agatha Gemara. It's one of the more famous Agatha Gemaras in all of Shas. It says, Right? Again, we had yesterday, the last part of yesterday was that the first understanding of AC Ben Yehuda, that women are allowed to make themselves bold because it says, Bonim Atem. Bonim Bonus. Abai and Rava give their own interpretations. So what do Abai and Rava do with the word Bonim? This is a famous Gemara that Kalal Yisrael are considered Bonim even when they sin. They're Bonim Atem Lashem. They're always Bonim. The Gemara says, You need it for the following Brisa. Bonim Atem Lashem Elikeichem. So it's a machloikas tanoim, when are Klal Yisrael considered children of Hashem? So the Pasuk says, you're a child. Yehuda is a very strict view, and that is that Klal Yisrael are only called the children of Hashem when we act like a child. If we act rebellious, then we're no longer called the child. So Rabbi Yehuda. But Rav Meir famously said, No. Rav Meir says, you're always considered a child. They're foolish children, meaning even when they're foolish, they're children. Furthermore, they're children who don't have any faith, meaning even when they don't have faith, they're children. And the last one is Zerah Mereim Bonim Ashchisim. They're children, they're Zerah Mereim, they're seeds of evildoers, Bonim Ashchisim, children that are corrupt. Even when they're corrupt, they're considered children. Oimen, the last one is The Pazik says that instead of saying they're not my people, you have to say they're the children of the living God, the sons of the living God. So he, he quotes Rav Meir feels very strongly, is no matter what, they're always considered Bonim. And he brought three Psukim for this. Now, the Gemara is going to explain this is different levels. The Gemara explains, Why did Rav Meir bring so many Psukim? Because this is the evolution, or the, yeah, the evolution. Basically, it's like this. Rav Meir wants to prove that Klaus are always considered Banim. So he brings a Pasuk that says they're foolish. Even when they're foolish, they're considered my children. But I only know that they're considered my children when they're foolish. What if Klal Yisrael has no faith? Are they still considered Banim? That's the second Pasuk. Even when they don't have faith, they're still Banim. But now take it a step further. What about if Klal Yisrael does have Zara? Maybe then they're definitely not called children. That's the last Pasuk. Even when they're mashchis, when they're corrupt, and they're doing idolatry, they're considered children. The last stage. So we're still considered children of Hashem even when we do Avodah Zarah. But I, the Pasuk calls them corrupt children. How do I know that Hashem will still call us just children? Right? It's one thing to call you a corrupt child. But how do I know that Kaddish Baruch will call you a regular child? That we're still called children. Straight up, regular children, even when we do Avodah Zarah. That's the last part of the Pasuk, that they're considered the children of Hashem. Okay, from here into the end of the daf, it's actually very, very quick and very, very easy, Baruch Hashem, because it's late. Um, the Mishnah is listing things that women are exempt. This is related to karbonos. So the Mishnah says, smicha, which is the concept of leaning on a carbon. Women are exempt. Women do not do smicha. Vatnufas, and waving a carbon. They also, women do not do this. Vagashis, and bringing the carbon mincha to the Mizbeach. Now, this next part of the Mishnah are listing all avodas of kehanim. 
So I can't do this either. But women definitely can't do this. Meaning even a, a Baskayan is not allowed to serve in the base of She can't do Hagasha to bring the carbon to the Mizbeach. Hakmitzas to, to do the Kmitz of the Mincha they can't do. Haktaris burning the, uh, the sacrifice on the Mizbeach. Malika, uh, which is the Shechita of burning offerings, they're not allowed to do. Kabbalah, receiving the blood, they're not allowed to do. Hazah, sprinkling of the blood, they're not allowed to do. All of these do not apply to women. The only exception is chutz me mincha soita u nazira, except for the mincha offering of the soita and the nazira, shehe menifais. That's the only time where a woman does the tenufa of the waving of the carbon, is when they bring their own carbon soita and carbon uh, nazira, that's the only time they do it. But in general, women do not do a tenufa. When they bring a shlamin, they do not do a tenufa. Let's just run through. It's all just pesukim. Smicha. The first thing that women uh, does not apply to women is smicha. Is leaning on a carbon. The pasuk is bnei yisrael. Bnei yisrael v'nei bnei yisrael. Okay, keep going. Tenufus waving is only done by men. Dabrel bnei yisrael v'heinif bnei yisrael v'nei bnei yisrael v'nei Same thing. Bnei yisrael v'loy bnei yisrael. Let's keep going. Hagoshes bringing the mincha to the mizbeach. The Koyan has to bring the carbon to the Mizbeach. That's also considered not allowed to be done by women. Again, all of it says Kamitza. Kamitza. How do I know that Kamitza is not allowed to be done by a female? To be makdir, to burn the offering on the Mizbeach. Malikas, dechsev, umalak vehiktir, iskish malik laktar. How do I know the malika is not allowed to be done by a female? Because it says in the Pasuk, umalak vehiktir. There's a connection between the malika and the burning. Just like the burning has to be done by a male, so to the malika must be done by a male. Hakabalas, receiving the blood, dechsev, vehikrivu b'nei aren. It says the blood, the blood shall be received by B'nai Aaron Vamar. Go to the next page. The Krivu Zu Kabal Zadam. The Krivu, that's considered Kabal Zadam. So the Krivu B'nai Aaron, B'nai Aaron Vali B'nai Aaron. Hazos. Now, the sprinkling of the blood must be done by Melkehan. The Gemara wants to know sprinkling of which carbon. Hazod Hecha. Now, which carbon is, uh, is it referring to sprinkling? Now, yeah, so this is. The Gemara could have just said all carbonas, like a chata. So the Gemara feels that it wants to say an ad chiddish. So the Gemara says, Hazad dehecha. What type of sprinkling? Idapara. Let's say it's the sprinkling of the blood of the paraduma. Right? After you burn the paraduma, you take the blood, and the kayan would sprinkle it towards the base hamikdash. By harazesim. So that cannot be done by a female. The problem is, that can't be done by anybody outside of the kayan gadol. Elazar ksivba. That has to be done by the Kayin Gadol, because the Pesach said that a Lazar had to do it. So you're telling me that women can't do it. I mean, regular Kahanim can't do that either. So I need the mission to tell me women can't do it. Of course women can't do that. They have to be Kayin Gadol. Okay, Itafnim. Let's say it's the sprinkling inside, um, inside the, the... This is the sprinkling of the Chathas by the Kayin Gadol. Um, in Parhelm Davish Tzibar, which is sprinkled in the Kaidish HaKadoshim. HaKayinim Again, the problem is that's the Kaidish HaKadoshim. Now forget about women. Regular kahanim can't enter there. So what's the chiddush of women? So Ella hazad ben oif. Rather, it's the sprinkling of a bird carbon. Hazad ben oif. Now, the, this Rashi says is specifically talking about um, the, the ben oif of a chatas. The pasuk says about the bird chatas. Vehiza midam hachatas. What's the source that women can't do it? Aisi be ben son. It's learned out from a kavachomer from a sheep. 
Yeah, when it comes to the Pasuk says, by the Zrika, by the sprinkling of the blood, let's say of a sheep, it says, Vizarku yeah? So males have to do it. Now, who's allowed to shecht the, the, the uh, regular carbon? A Yisrael can shecht the regular carbon. So the regular carbon, which could be shechted by a male, cannot be sprinkled by females. But a bird carbon, which the malika, which is the shechita, has to be done by a koyin and not by a female, kavachoymer can't be sprinkled by a female. So basically, this is the kavachoymer. If a regular carbon, which could be shechted by a Yisrael, has to be sprinkled by a male koyin, so the bird carbon, which has to do malika by a male koyin, not even a Yisrael, kavachoymer, the sprinkling must be done by a male koyin and not a female person. Okay? The only exceptions, we'll end with this, the only exceptions for the metanufa is the a nazira's uh, 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 mincha and a soita's mincha. So the Gemara says, Minalan, Amr le Rav Yosheh, le Rav Yosheh didare. Rav Yosheh said to Rav Yosheh of his generation, Don't sit down until you tell me the following thing. How do I know that a mincha besoita Requires wavings. The Gemara says, requires waving. The Pasuk says, Minolan, Behenif, Minchasa. The Pasuk says, You have to. What do you mean? What's the source? It's a Pasuk. Ela Tnufa, Bibailim Minolan. How do I know that the Tnufa of the Mincha is done by the owner? Meaning, the Pasuk says that it's waved. How do I know that it's waved by the woman? How do I know that it's not waved by the Kayan? I see Yad Yad Mishlamim. The answer is because it says Yad by this carbon, it says Yad by Shlamim. Now, by the Shlomim, yeah, but over here, it says, which implies the Yad is the Koyin, and it says by the Shlomim Yad, now by the Shlomim, it's the owner who waves it. But here, it's the Koyin, so what do we do? We say we put it together. Both cases need the koyin and the owners to, to wave it. How so? The way it would work by the shlomim and by the saita is that they would put the shlomim in the hand of the owner and the koyin would put his hands under it and they would wave together. That was done by the saita as well. This is the source that a saita, that a woman waves the carbon because she's the baal regarding the saita. And how do I know the same Allah applies to Nazira that when she brings her karban, her mincha, she also waves it. I see a kaf kaf misaita. It says kaf by a saita. It says kaf by a nazira. Just like by the saita, she she waves it. So too by a nazira, she waves it as well. I will stop here. Ooh, that was